Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is an amazing story from the Wall Street Journal. It's not surprising, but it's worth passing along. How teachers are secretly taught critical race theory. Randy Weingarten, you might know her name because she's the one that battled for a couple of years to make sure schools would stay closed, driving your kid to suicide to strong arm uh, taxpayers into giving more money to schools. I think she's uh, uh, close to an evil person. Yeah, and is uh, denying it, too. She's trying yeah. to rewrite history. Yeah. Any, anyway, she uh, flat out said recently critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or high schools. Okay. Wow. Um, even if that's true, says the Wall Street Journal, a Pennsylvania father's battle with a school district demonstrates that public school teachers are being trained in the deeply divisive racial ideology, and defensive administrators are playing semantic games with the whole thing. So you got this dad at a school district in the Philadelphia area, and he wanted to find out what was going on at, at his school. Uh, according to his school district's website... The um, school teachers were uh, the school was partnering with, with a company that provided teaching materials to enhance the policies and practices around racial equity that worried him. So he, oh, want, yeah. he wanted yeah. to know more about it. The district assured parents in an online update last summer that no course curricul- curriculum or program was teaching critical race theory. OK, so he didn't buy that. He wanted to see the actual materials they were using to train teachers at his kid's school. He made a formal document request, but was denied. I wouldn't think that'd be possible. 
Officials told him the materials couldn't be shared because they were protected by a copyright for the company that had partnered with the school and provided the training materials. Okay, I'll just come in and read them tomorrow then, right? And the next day it was solved. <laughs> his option, his only option, he was told, was to inspect them in person. No copies or photos allowed. What are you trying to hide, he asked school board members at a meeting in December. He accepted the district's offer, and in February, okay, you got to keep track of the time here. We are now several months into this project of him trying to find out what do they give to the teachers to teach them to teach my kids this whole critical or this whole what was it called racial justice something or other? Yeah, what exactly? Something, are you something equity. So he's yeah. several months into it at this point, but he accepted their offer and in February went to inspect the documents in person. When he tried to record voice memos on his phone about what he was reading, a district official called it a copyright violation. According to a subsequent complaint filed by Dad in federal court, the official threatened him with civil and criminal liability if he kept recording. The official then ended the meeting. In April, we're now mm, several more months down the line, Dad sued the district. His argument, the First Amendment, protects his right to access information about officials' public activities and issues of public debate without retaliation. So the group that provided the material, the actual company, declined to defend its copyright claim, and in June, the judge in the case... Uh, allowed him to see the materials. Only- oh my gosh, we're, we're to June now. Yeah, so it started in, uh, last year and now you got to June to where you're finally going to get a look at what they are giving to the teachers to teach your kids. Public school. In a public school, a right? A government school, yes. So then the Wall, so the Wall Street Journal was in on this and so they got to examine those materials. Our examination at the Wall Street Journal of those materials indicate that the teachers are being trained in critical race theory. Documents emailed by the uh, company providing the stuff um, encourage participants, the teachers, everybody at the meeting, to deconstruct the presence and role of whiteness in their lives. Oh, boy. Well, that's yep. pretty much all I need to hear. <laughs> Ding. Uh, a March 17th, 2020 presentation lists aspects and assumptions of white culture in the U.S. Some are negative, such as win at all costs. Wealth equals worth. Don't show emotion. And in reference to food, bland is best. Where do they Don't come up show with this? Bland is but what? Who's those last two are idiotic? Who's being taught that? Uh, uh, don't, who is who's being taught? Don't show emotion in school. I mean, is anybody being taught that in school? Who's being taught oh. that bland food is best? I I now the bland food thing is just inexplicable. The don't show emotion thing. A lot of this remember. I a lot of a, this. It was right after after math class before lunch. We'd go to emotions 101, which they instruct us on how to handle our emotions. The only lesson was don't show any. Um, <laughs> you have to keep in mind a lot of this stuff that they allege is a sign of whiteness. And if you insist on this, uh, it's uh, you're being a racist is the very sort of intellectual strategies that would point out how corrupt and insane these policies are and how wrong they are. Like, an appeal to logic, that's white supremacy. If I say, uh, there's no data that supports that this stuff helps kids, they'll say, oh, appealing to data, that's white supremacy. So the very act of countering their arguments is white supremacy. More on the deconstructing the presence and role of whiteness included seemingly universal principles such as cause and effect relationships, objective, rational, linear thinking, and planning for the future. 
planning for the future is acting white. What a lovely message to send to children of color. Wow. The presentation also spells out the five tenets of critical race theory. Well, they actually use the phrase critical race theory. So it seems like a problem when you're trying to deny that that's happening in your school. Anyway, uh, the five tenets of critical race theory to better understand the critical intersection of race and schooling. One tenet is the permanence of racism or the idea that racism is endemic to all our institutions, systems and structures in the U.S., that's what they're teaching the teachers at the public school. Wow. So they lie about it directly. Then they cover it up aggressively using every method they can possibly come up with to make sure the parents don't know what the teachers and then the children are going to be taught. One of the other tenets of critical race theory they're teaching is uh, whiteness as property, the critique of liberalism. Uh, the tenant argues that colorblindness, neutrality of the law, and the myth of meritocracy must be de- de- deconstructed. Wow. And and keep in mind now. You're deconstructing that, colorblindness. Wow. Keep in mind that the, uh, the paragons of journalism in America right now are trying to pitch the idea that anybody concerned about uh, critical race theory in schools or this uh, the whole gender queer theory thing being taught to little kids, anybody who expresses any concern about that is paranoid. It's a right-wing fantasy conspiracy theory. Uh, trust me, I'm not prone to fantasies nor conspiracy theories, and this is 100% real, and it's happening in schools near you. The Going on in the Wall Street Journal, these tenants are presented as abstract notions for faculty to consider, but ideas they're meant to apply. School staff's ability to use critical race theory to inform racial equity leadership and analysis of school policies, practices, and procedures is considered a sign of the successful internalization and application of the framework. In other words, you have to do it to be considered a success. And a chart includes critical race theory as a step toward equity, anti-racism school, transformation action planning. Boy, a lot of words. A February 3rd seminar even titled Using Critical Race Theory to Transform Leadership and District. An attorney representing the school district told the Wall Street Journal via email that these materials were for district leadership team training only. He insisted that materials were not designed to train for classroom teacher for teaching, but merely to help district leaders understand what critical race theory is. He added that none of the training designed for core classroom teachers included a discussion of critical race theory. Does that mean, the Wall Street Journal asked, that no teachers attended the Pacific Education Group training that discussed critical race theory? The lawyer for the school refused to answer that question. Well, okay. Well, discussed it and then made it clear that if you're going to live up to the standards expected of you, you will implement this stuff. Well, and they wouldn't they wouldn't answer the question of whether any teachers were there anyway. Wow. Information on the district's website seems to show that the teachers were there. A 2020 update on the district's racial equity work declares that five to eight teachers from each building in the district would attend the leadership team training. The material quoted above was marked to be included in that team training. So... It would seem, according to the website, that there were plenty of teachers there. Wow. Um, Perhaps districts like this can shoo parents away by making a distinction between teacher training and curriculum. But what is the point of teacher training if not to inform teachers on how they should teach, especially when it includes how you will be graded for whether or not you're a good teacher? I mean, I mean, as they said in the beginning paragraph of this Wall Street Journal article, they're playing a semantics game around whether or not teachers are teaching. They're teaching the teachers 
what is important and how they will be judged. Now go right. off into the classroom and just do your thing. Because this okay. is just a theory we were discussing, because it's interesting. Because <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. That's that's unbelievable. And yeah. as you heard there at the beginning, how many months it took over half a year for him to be able to find out what the school district is teaching the teachers. That's not good. Ah, uh, yeah. And the uh, Plus it's uh, B I almost dropped bat do blank. It. It's, do it. it's bat blank crazy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and you you think no how could somebody be that dim-witted or like radically out of their mind ideological to believe this stuff and implement it? Uh I I was uh informed of a uh, situation where an educator was objecting to the word rules because the concept of rules has its root in white supremacy. And I find myself looking at Hammurabi's Code, which was a series of laws that was published somewhere around 3,500 to 4,000 years ago. It's known as the first written legal code that we're aware of. If you are in a situation where people are that wildly ideological, logic just doesn't even have a chance. And, of course, an appeal to logic is white supremacy, too. Remember that. So it's not fair. It's not paranoia. It's not right-wing paranoia. This stuff is everywhere in education right now, practically everywhere. So that dad is still fighting in court the fact that the school denied his ability to see this stuff uh, there in the beginning. And as the Wall Street Journal says, if the courts rule in his favor, that might help parents be able to access information at schools but if they don't it's going to be very hard for you to figure out what exactly is going on at the training level for teachers i mean that whole dodge of no this is you know it's a private company that provides the material obviously and it's copyrighted oh come on and what is the one reason you would hide what you're doing any parent knows this you see your kid and they're obviously hiding what they're (laughs) doing oh it's because they're doing something really good no no, that's that's a troubling story. Good for the Wall Street Journal to uh, to dig into that. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Point of personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't buy a Tesla because um, I certainly didn't buy it because I think about the environment. I, I don't. Maybe I should, but I don't. And maybe that makes me a bad person, but. I didn't buy it for that reason. I mostly bought it because it's super fast, and I heard it had a great stereo. So that's why I bought my Tesla. And uh, gas was super expensive at the time, so I thought that's a nice little added benefit there. It's given me a window into how successful I think the whole electric car thing will be, um, and the technology will get better over the years. But, man, we aren't there yet. The car that I've got has got a range of about 330 miles, which is... That's about as good as it gets. That's isn't as it? good as it gets. Most of your electric cars out there, way shorter. Like I have a friend who drives a Chevy Volt. It goes 50 miles. If you're 50? Yeah. The, wow. advan- the advantage of that is then it switches over to gas. So at least you oh. can stop at a gas station. But the electric car thing, it would seem to me right now is great. If you live in a, and live a lifestyle where you're going to stay, like if you're taking the kids to school and going to run to the grocery store and work isn't that far away. For most electric cars, that works pretty good, and 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 uh, but for most, not. I mean, like the car I have is really expensive. It goes three hundred some miles, 
But I did a long trip over the weekend. And I got to say, I haven't gone through the whole experience. If I was going to do it again, and I had another vehicle that ran on gas, I'd probably drive the vehicle that ran on gas. I mean, it is enough of a pain in the ass to have to find charging stations and then wait for it to charge and then constantly be worried about, do I have enough to get me to the next wherever? Mm. As opposed to gas where, you know, you run low on gas. There's a gas station freaking within a block of you everywhere you ever are. Right. And it takes you like two minutes to fill the damn thing up. And so that's just my personal experience. Even even though I'm like emotionally leaning toward it, wanting to be a good idea. Mm-hmm. How I, long does it take to recharge for a trip uh, during a trip like that? If I want to completely recharge from like nothing to 300, it'd probably take 45 minutes at Oof. one of the fastest char- charging stations. But you don't really want to ever get down that low because... What if I'm too far from the next charging station? So, you, you know, you don't ever want to get that far down below 100 before you're looking for a charging station. And Right. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not super convenient. And all the... So I've got a Tesla. Elon's the only person that's put out a infrastructure to even make this possible. They are all over the place. But they're not super convenient. They're at the top of a lot of parking garages. So you have to go in the parking garage, some tape, sometimes pay to have been in there, and go clear to the top floor, which takes 15 minutes, probably get to the top and the bottom, uh, both directions, and you're parked up there. And they're full. Lots of times they're full. There's like mm. one stall empty because there are so many Tesla drivers there. I, was, I left a restaurant in Los Angeles and went to the top of a parking garage. And this is as urban as it's going to get anywhere in the world. And I went to the top of a parking garage. There was one slot open. There were 15 Teslas charging at 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And so wow. there's just not the infrastructure. It's a, it's, you're, you're, Wait, and that's in L.A. And that's in L.A. Come there's, on. There just isn't the infrastructure for the electric car thing now or anytime soon let alone the producing the electricity part, which is the part that you're always talking about. How are we going to produce all this electricity? Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's just not ready. It, it's a lie to pretend, uh, you know, when Joe Biden does all the driving around in an electric car and all that sort of stuff and meeting at the whatever, we're not even close to that being the dominant way people travel. Yeah, I've always thought that if you're a multi-car household, maybe you're an individual or a couple or whatever, You've got to have uh, an electric car for local and then yep, that, your that, your gas car to take trips. I think that is the most likely scenario is that you have your your two car family and one of them's electric. But it yeah, like I said, if I was going to do it again, I would take the gas powered vehicle. It's just easier. Huh. Um so you can talk your green new deal all you want. We ain't there yet. Oh, my God, the technology at the risk of driving this into the ground, the technology that exists right now is a thousand miles away from being able to take over and power the country. It's 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 just it's a joke. I'm sure we'll get there. I believe we will get there and we will be driving electric cars, but it ain't going to be next year. It's not going to be by 20 or whatever they're claiming. No, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe in 20 years. It could be. That's a long way away, though. A concerted effort by both parties and several leaps forward in technology. Yep. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of things on San Francisco, which I think California is ground zero for the whole no bail thing, which has led to all these criminals getting to go out and commit more crimes. And certainly San Francisco is one of the on the very leading edge or has been on the leading edge of all kinds of weird policies that's led to more crime and Walgreens can't be open and all the things that we've talked about for a long time. No shock that a new report shows more people are leaving San Francisco than any other metro in America, according to Redfin, which keeps track of this sort of thing. I bring this up just because, hey, making your city crappier and more dangerous leads to lots of people leaving. You got it? One story. One other thing before we get to a career criminal that is still on the streets of San Francisco. San Francisco has passed a controversial new surveillance plan. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors agreed to test Mayor London Breen's new plan to overhaul the city's surveillance practices, which will allow police to access private security cameras in real time. 
now, it was a split vote. I don't know how the majority were in favor of this, but there were a handful that voted against it, including one who said, I know what the thought process is. Just trust us. Trust the police department. But the reality is that people violating civil liberties have been violating civil liberties since my ancestors were brought here from a different continent. I don't know why I had to turn it into an immigration thing. But saying, yeah, if you give police the power to violate your civil liberties, that tends to be what happens over time. Under this new policy, if you can believe it, police can access live video of outdoor footage from private surveillance cameras owned by individuals or businesses without a warrant as long as the camera's owner allows it. Now, how many businesses are going to allow this? I don't know. But I'm guessing that if you're a business that's getting robbed, graffitied, you know, people pooping on your sidewalk, whatever it is, you're going to say, yeah, I'll allow allow it. And then the police, without a warrant, can just access the private videos for whatever business it is and look at them anytime they want to. Whoa, that's pretty interesting. So that's a uh, that's a that's a new uh, a new thing that I didn't think would ever occur, and is going to occur in San Francisco. And does that spread across the country? Okay, but people get more desperate and are more likely are are more willing to give up a lot of their civil liberties when crime gets bad bad enough. That's just the history of things. I mean, stop and frisk in New York that went away because it was so oppressive came to be be because crime was bad enough in New York that people like, yeah, stop people randomly and frisk them to see if they got a gun because I'm tired of getting robbed. If crime gets bad enough, people are willing to give up civil, civil liberties, which is another reason for not wanting this whole crime thing to get out of hand. And now to this story. He's back is the headline from the San Francisco Chronicle. Talking about this guy, Zariga, I'm thinking is the way you pronounce his name. This week, numerous young women around San Francisco have shared descriptions on social media of the same distinctive-looking man. Tall, white, short-haired, covered in tattoos, following, grabbing, and in one case, forcibly kissing them as they walk alone. Some people have shared photos, and these photos appear to portray Bill Jean Hobbs, the man arrested in the Zariga case. This uh, Aaron Zariga is the woman who uh, who got, uh, well, you'll hear about this in a second. Uh, so this guy, Hobbs, I want to make sure you can keep the names straight. Hobbs is this tall, big dude that's going around grabbing people. He's about 33 years old. He's 6'4". He has the letters E-V-I-L inked onto his fingers. Long record of arrests across California. Some 6'4 dude with evil tattooed on him would scare the crap out of you. Reached Thursday on his cell phone as police investigated the women's stalking reports, Hobbs admitted to uh, the reporter that he's been following women he finds attractive. How crazy is this guy that he tells a reporter this? I was just meeting people, that's all, that's it, that's illegal. If you're walking down the street and I see you and I think that I, I know you or that I find you attractive, I run up to you and say hello, is that a crime? The saga encapsulates so much of what's been angering San Francisco's about the state of the city and its criminal justice system, a seemingly slow police response, an apparent failure by the courts to provide meaningful intervention, and people are not feeling safe. It's telling that young women with next-door accounts are now crowdsourcing a case against the alleged perpetrator, 
comparing notes about what happened in their encounters, encouraging each other to file police reports. Yeah, they had to gather on next door saying, oh, this happened to you? This happened to me, too, with the same guy. And because the police aren't taking the time to look into it and the courts won't do anything about it, they're trying to build a case so that they can do something about it. This guy, Hobbs, came to the public's attention last year in the Chronicle when this uh, woman, Zarigas, shared her story. Hobbs had been charged with misdemeanor counts of child molestation and battery for allegedly stalking and grabbing uh, this particular girl. But San Francisco Superior Court Judge Russell Roca had dismissed the case, wiping clear a court order that required Hobbs to stay away from this uh, this woman, who is a teenager, uh, uh, was at the time, and releasing him from jail. Meanwhile, uh, lots of young women have shared reports on Facebook and next door saying that a man harassed them as they walked along in various parts of San Francisco, uh, different neighborhoods. One woman shared on social media that she had uh, persuaded Hobbs to leave her alone by asking for his phone number and saying she'd call him later. Boy, that's a pretty good ploy. Out of fear. She posted that number and called it and identifying um this reporter then called that number and identifying myself as a Chronicle reporter, says the reporter, I asked the person who answered if it was Gene Hobbs and he said he was. Asked him about all the complaints and that's when he said, yeah, if I see somebody I find attractive, I run up and I hug him. Sometimes shirtless? Was he shirtless? Uh, Hanson or completely naked? Just shirtless? Uh, here's an example. The teen darted into a nearby store. When they came back outside, he was waiting for them, grabbed them, and wouldn't let go, according to the girl. He repeatedly told them to come with him and followed them into another store before a clerk intervened and called police. The same man once had approached her while walking her dog, stripped naked. Okay, stripped completely naked and ran after her. This is a guy that's 6'4 with evil tattooed on him. Another woman said she was eating lunch in her parked car when Hobbs tried getting inside the car and then stared at her. City authorities are familiar with Hobbs. Is he still out and about and doing his thing? Yeah, sure is. Uh, One woman said it made me want to leave San Francisco. You've heard these stories all across America. They get featured in the New York Post all the time about New York. You've heard them about Los Angeles, of course, San Francisco. This is happening all across the country. We've got known, whether they're mental health cases or pervos that need to be locked up or whatever they are, we didn't used to, as a society, just let these people do it over and over and over again. And city officials saying, yeah, we know the guy you're talking about. Really big guy, 6'4". Strips naked sometimes, has evil tattooed on him. Yeah, he occasionally tries to get in your car or grab you. Uh, but what are you going to do? I, I don't I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, just, I don't even know what to say. It's so freaking weird that this is where we've ended up as a society. I mean, so you got this guy walking around, sometimes naked, trying to get in your car, staring at you. I like you. Women scared to death, talking about they want to move. You closing down all your CBSs and Walgreens because they get robbed on a regular basis. What is this? I just, I can't, I, I, I have trouble comprehending what is actually happening and how it's continuing. I guess vote. Is that it? You got to vote for the right people. Whether it's, uh, you know, mayors or sheriffs or prosecutors or, or whatever we vote for the right people. i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know how this gets turned around but again 
started the whole segment with more people are leaving San Francisco than any other city in America. Do you wonder why? I would think at some point city leaders would say, well, we're losing our tax base, so I guess we better do the The philosophy of we got to let these people go because society is mean and they don't have any choice but to be drug addicts and poop in the street or walk around naked and grab women or steal so much from the CVS that it has to close. I guess we just got to let people do this. I Again, I just I'm I'm at a loss for words on these stories. A whole bunch of them that have come out of New York in recent months have been horrific where people are murdered or raped or killed by 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 known lunatic, violent lunatics that are out and about and just we just allow it. It's so troubling. If you uh have any solutions for this or want to weigh in on the conversation, our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. It's so discouraging and I can't imagine. Well, it has happened to me on a certain level. We got accosted by a homeless person. I've told you that story a bunch of times, uh, threatening me and my family. They're going to, the guy was screaming he was going to rape my kids and murder me, and everybody was crying. And the guy's in prison now. It was bad enough he's in prison now, but that guy had a long history of doing that sort of thing, was out and about. If, if, if one of your family members actually gets hurt or killed, God forbid, and how do you, how do you, how do you live with in a city that allows somebody to do that over and over and over again? Oh my God. So much talk about fairness. Where's the fairness in that? Wow. I, I, I'm so troubled by this trend. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The weekend was the opposite of bitterly amusing for me. My daughter, my eldest uh, kid, Caitlin, got married over the weekend. And uh, last week I was talking about uh, giving the father of the bride little speech slash toast at the reception that I was I wasn't sure quite how to approach it. And I didn't want to blubber. And got a lot of nice advice from folks. Uh, you'd be surprised, Jack, the number of people who sent along the, the what they wrote out. Oh wow! Um, you for their their daughter's wedding. You didn't take my suggestion of prop comedy. You you open a trunk and you <laughs> you pull out some like giant things or. No, I did not. As a matter of fact, but thank you for offering that. Oh, uh, I I will uh, I will get to that in a second. I will tell you this. Uh, I as. As the groom at the one other wedding that I've really, really, really been involved with, the complexity, the logistics of the thing, I had not fully appreciated. Um, as, as pop of the bride, the guy who was working the credit card hard, um, and, and also the father of the maid of honor, cause Delaney, our, our youngest kid was Caitlin's, uh, maid of honor. Mm, which cool. was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very sweet. And actually, Declan, my son, in, uh, officiated it. The, awesome. the hipster hippie officiant. Um, so this was, so a, it, this was a closeness of the family, not a, it just saved money. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Cause yeah. you know, you get everybody, you, you get, you had, you, uh, Judy catered it and, uh, you parked cars. <laughs> Exactly. I threw on the black vest. I was running back and forth, very sweaty when I gave my daughter away. But what are you going to do? Um, actually, I was reminded I haven't spent a lot of time in uh, the Seattle area for a while. Uh, it's a little gray and cloudy at times, but it's so cool, mm. and there are no bugs. <laughs> it was really something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, da da da. But uh, Delaney was the the maid of honor, and she was in charge of logistics and making the trains run on time, as it were. And she's the perfect because Caitlin, who's on the autism spectrum, she's the last person in the world who ought to be handling uh, planning ahead complex logistics. It's just not her strength. Whereas Delaney's a legal assistant, and that is what she does. So it it worked out great. Although I will tell you this, it's uh, 20 minutes before the ceremony, and Delaney comes to me. She says, Dad, there's a screw-up with the flowers. Here's the uh, address of the shop. It's 20 minutes before the ceremony. She says it's five minutes away. So I'm like, I'm on it. I'm gone. So I go screeching through. I assume you're dressed up at this point. Oh, I'm in a suit and tie. Yeah. 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 So I go screaming in the rental car through Tacoma. I get to the shop. I says to the shop, I says, hey, we're supposed to have flowers. Here's the name. And they're like, ah, yeah, we don't have an order for that. Oh. And I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, can you check again? Blah, blah, blah. I call Delaney. I say, all right, here's the situation. Blah, blah, blah. And they're there at the flower shop. They're like, oh, no, oh, no. What? What's the story? What's the name again? We got to check it. Because they, they realized, because I said, ceremony's literally starting in, in like 15 minutes. Whoa. Five minutes away. <laughs> My so, first thought is drive through a, na- a nice neighborhood. And uh, start grabbing them out of their yard. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I consider that. But uh, they scrambled like crazy to put together a bridal bouquet and a nice corsage for the groom. Um, and I was stayed very calm. I didn't yell at anybody, didn't raise the roof. I thought at this point, what I need is these people's enthusiasm and cooperation, not to be a, a frantic maniac. And so, sure enough, we got it together. I drove like a maniac uh, back through the streets of Tacoma and, uh, and got to, got to the church almost on time. The church was, was not a church. Um, and, and things went off fine. Uh, walked Caitlin down the stairs and down the aisle, uh, d- definite, uh, teary eyed, but did not blubber. Um, and, and part of that was adrenaline. Mm. I mean, because <laughs> right. I went full Mannix for those of old enough to streets of San Francisco, car chase, uh, right. driving you're, skills. You're Steve McQueen oh. in bullets. Oh. All of a sudden with flowers in the trunk. It's, you know, and I know for, from being around weddings that for women, the flowers is a very, very big deal. For guys, uh, you, you, there are flowers. You know, I wouldn't have noticed it, there were flowers in there. Well, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of flowers right there. Now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. We like spent hours choosing those and ordering them and they were super expensive and the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, so I called my brother on the way back. I said, I'm about two minutes out. Meet me out front. And he's, you know, military guys like Roger. So he comes out front. So I screech to the halt in front of the venue, which was really cool. I'll tell you more about the venue later. But I hand all the flowers out to him. Here, here, here. Because my parking spot had been taken. Aww. So I had to park like a block and a half away in my suit. There's not a special FO the B parking spot? Oh, there should be. There should be. If there was a God, there would be. But anyway, so I hustled back, hustled back upstairs. Get upstairs where Caitlin is kind of hiding so she's not seen. And I'm like, oh. It's great. It's covered. It's good. We got the flowers. Holy crap, I'm thirsty. And I grabbed the pitcher of water there in the getting ready room with the bridesmaids and, and, and the bride and everything. And I pour myself a nice cup, a cup of water and I take a big swig and Caitlin says, Dad, that's the vase. <laughs> I had just wow. swigged down a couple of big gulps of flower water. You're so hammered. You're drinking out of the vase at this point. All right, so I have not one, but multiple allergies to various things that oh, grow. Oh, boy. So I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm about to go anaphylactic on my daughter's wedding. The paramedics are going to have to run. I can't walk her down the aisle. I'm going to... I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> and it's going to be ruined. Ruined. <laughs> Why can't so you I breathe? Mean- well, I was drinking out of the vase. You were what? What now? <laughs> so I quickly Googled, and then we're going to be walking down the aisle in 60 seconds. I quickly Google, I drank from a vase. <laughs> and all sorts of results come up. Oh, that's hilarious. And thank God they said, you know, the flower food is really just a couple of different kinds of sugar. And uh, <laughs> you're going to be fine. We wouldn't recommend it, but uh, yeah, it's exactly. really no problem. Oh, wow. And, 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 so Kate and later Judy said, didn't it taste weird? And I said, it tasted like, you know, cucumber water or strawberry lime water or whatever you get at hotels. It's just kind of slightly sweeter than normal kind of odd water. So I thought it was just some sort of fancy pants water. Anyway, so I did not go into anaphylactic shock, and I uh, uh, patted my sweaty brow and uh, walked my beautiful daughter down the aisle uh, where her bow awaited, and she got all hitched up. 
And uh, and it was it was fabulous. It all came off great. And you know, another thing, I hadn't been that close to a wedding. I hadn't realized the overwhelming emotion for most of the people involved is avoid disaster, avoid yeah. disaster, avoid disaster. Everything's got to come off right. Please nobody screw up. Please nobody like no show or get lost on the way and the, the officiant doesn't show up. And as far as the uh the 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 father of the bride toast thing, I didn't go with the long I remember when she was a baby and I brought her home, then we used to play hopscotch and blah, blah, blah. It just, it didn't fit. Um, we're out of time, but for reasons I can get into later. Um, she and her man have been together like 10 years at this point. Oh. So it just, it seemed a little odd. So I want much more brief than that. You drank uh, the chemicals that they put in vases to keep the flowers alive. Mm hmm. Yeah. Your petals yeah. are very green today. Thank you. Thank you. I feel verdant. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 